Hey, thanks for joining us again. We're here with Jordan Clark, one of our friends from our hometown in Egan. We have known Jordan for so long. We played soccer with her. We went to high school with her. She's such a light in our life and we can't wait for you guys to listen to her story and just to get to know her a little bit more. I know that she will have such an impact on so many of you listening. Let's just kick it off with how have you been? I'm good. Graduated college, yes, in psychology. And you're done with soccer now? Yes, oh my gosh. Well, I still coach, thankfully. Yeah. Because, so, like, I started coaching at, like, 16, and then college came big into coaching. So, yeah, like, I'm still around the game every day. Even in lockdown, I was doing um, online Zoom meetings and oh practices. God. Still in my life every day. But, yeah, not playing is... A relief. <laughs> Why don't you explain kind of how we all met a little bit? Oh my gosh. <laughs> my stubborn behind was wearing baggy shorts, my brother's t-shirts, and a snapback. Hey, I <laughs> love that. Whatever. Oh no, it was a vibe. Like that was what, like sixth grade? Well, so I want to say, yeah, fifth or sixth grade. Are you 22? Right mm-hmm. Okay. Became part of like the soccer girls, and it was literally the best. Just you guys, like Sam, Taylor. Yeah. Oh my gosh, just so many great people back from like when we were in middle school playing soccer. So, why don't you let us know a little bit more about like how you were doing personally, how your mental health has been in general, and kind of just give us a little rundown about everything that's kind of been going on with you. I've always kind of been that person that'll, like, be there for everybody and kind of, def- like, be really out there and outgoing. I would consider myself a good ear for my friends. Yeah. Um, but my mental health journey was, you know, definitely put to the test, like, within the past year. Uh, you know, I'd say the past two years. I'm in a great growing point. Yeah. And so through high school, like my brother Cole, he best friend always growing up yeah, uh he was really i'd say introverted through high school i mean really low-key guy and i later found out you know he was very consistently bullied like through egan and stuff like that and you know just for like the little things and it really beat up on him for his first couple of years of high school and he definitely like grew more and more in his shell. I kind of learned, you know, some of the things he struggled with and we were able to relate through high school, but it was just kind of us two. We, you know, stayed very to ourselves. We would, he would go to high school, be in his group. I'd go, you know, be very energetic out there. But we'd always come home and, you know, be there for each other, have that time. You know, junior, senior year came for me, kind of even drifted apart more, and I kind of fell into, like, more of my own show. Fine, I was, like, still playing soccer, having, like, my go-tos, like, always had everything. Committed to college, great. But I would always have these, like, on and off, like, months where it's, like, I would just have to come home and, like, take a nap for however many hours. And I could just, I could just sleep and, you know, be fine, like, or two weeks later, then I couldn't sleep at all. And there's just so many, like, highs and lows all throughout high school that just would always kind of beat up on me, and I never even talked about. Yeah. And then my freshman year of college came, went, you know, only 15 minutes away to St. Paul. So I was super close to home, which is awesome. And soccer season was a good freshman year, and, like, I had a lot of fun my freshman year of college. It was great. Like, I had the yeah, I had the best roommate, um, Anna Ha. Like, she was a sweetheart. I ended up being my roommate for, like, 
every time, everywhere I went in college, like, just A1, day one, and yeah, freshman year was a blast. So, you know, move home for the summer, um, and again, too, I, like, also struggling with school and soccer because I'm not really, like, understanding my role on soccer, and I have no idea what I want to do in school yet. I mean, pressure. Yeah, so I was just really confused in those areas, too, that I never really realized. So summer then comes, living at home, great, fine. Working, coaching soccer, great, fine. Sophomore year, college comes. Um, you know, the soccer season starts kind of even adding up more and more and weighing down on me more and more. And, like, same with the whole kind of school confusion. Like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. I had no idea what I wanted to do with, like, soccer even. Like, I wanted to quit every other day and yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah, it just sometimes those sports can get so wearing. Yeah, and it's just, I feel like sometimes, too, it's not really recognized enough by some coaches, which is frustrating at all levels. Right, and I think it's just, like, there's a there's a big a big part of like the school and the athletics mm-hmm. is balancing your time but also like checking in with yourself like your mental health has got to you know like yeah. you gotta take care of yourself too at the you end know, of the day exactly and I feel like I didn't fully recognize that like I would always be like my sophomore year I was a girls girl still I mean with my team it's a small school too so it's just like all athletes and we're in St. Paul a nice little small cities close to Minneapolis so great places to hang out and just always be with the team and that's something I would do so you know all those kind of things just kind of kept adding and then I was like getting my sleep irregularities back so I'd always have to like nap for like my hours and then I just wouldn't be able to sleep at all and it was just so frustrating with those patterns and like just all those different pressures weighing down on me that I just, yeah, I never fully felt like I was in a place where I could take care of my, myself or that I kind of recognized that I needed to put myself first. And yeah, it just kept like weighing down on me. And so junior year, so the summer after sophomore year, I moved back home to my parents. So all of like my friends are like moving in their houses in St. Paul. So I'm kind of like missing out on it. You know, I was still kind of dealing with some of those like confusions with like soccer then too and then I felt like a little more distant from my friends but you know soccer was still weighing down on me still not sure my role there um and then yeah I felt more distant from my friends like when you say you're not sure on your role what do you mean by that like you know like you don't know where you stand so for soccer for instance are you a starter are you a sub like with your friends are you somebody they're always coming to are you just always coming to them is it mutual like yeah yeah okay so finally get into my college house and a little weight's kind of off my shoulder because i'm like all right you know i'm back with my friends like i spent the summer coaching and stuff like that which is great again like coaching is just an escape for me i love getting to work with those little kiddos and (laughs) Like, I always get to do my goalkeeper stuff, too, like, goalkeeper specialist, so, but I get some characters in there, let me tell you, like, you guys knew me when I was in high school as a goalkeeper. Badass. (laughs) That's so important, though, because I feel like when you're done, like, especially when I was done with sports, it was, like, an identity crisis, like, what, who am I now, but then, like, that you have that transition is really nice. Oh, yeah, for sure, and I would even in college when I was playing, 
uh, like by my senior year, I would always say I'm a better coach than I am player. <laughs> um, <laughs> I definitely just, I fell for it so much more than, and I think it helped me fall in love with the game too, which helped me out my senior year. Because my junior year, like when I started soccer, whew, whew, that is when, that's when my wall truly hit. Like all those little things I was just talking about like building up like from moment to moment just like an unhappy hidden person like everywhere I'm going I'm like out there like giving a smile to everybody and I want to smile back like I love seeing people smile but like personally like I just I I don't think I truly wore that smile I don't think I was always honest with that smile um but yeah so my junior year soccer season came and I was just, you know, out of it. And I, just a couple of weeks before I moved back into college to my regular sleep schedule started happening again. And it was a lot more of those restless nights compared to, you know, long, like more sleep. Mm-hmm. It was just like absolutely no sleep and, you know, struggles eating and just some awful thoughts. And it was just all those things like, you know, just awful place and trying to be on the soccer team too and have a leadership role as a goalkeeper because that's what your coach wants from you and you know he's not letting you know though if you're the starter or the backup I mean you not helping I was battling with injuries too um and then next thing I knew too I was like having like shortness of breath I was getting like dizzy when I was playing and like blurry vision so I was talking to my trainer and they were you know, they asked me, like, are you, have you had an increase of, like, have you felt more anxious and stuff like that? And I'm like, not any more than I'm used to. I mean, like, I've always had all this pressure. Like, this is the same thing. Yeah. Um, So they were like, all right, like, did some heart test on me. So, like, now I'm in my soccer season, going through my restless nights, like, not knowing, you know, where I'm fully standing on the soccer team, not, like, I wasn't doing hot in school at that moment either, so that was weighing on me, and it was just, like, all these things, so I was, like, getting my heart test done, too, and, like, just having, like, people tell me it's other things, and trying to listen to everybody, and it was just super wearing. The heart tests were, like, okay? Yep, so all, like, the heart tests were good. Yep, nope, so, yeah, and so next thing I know, it's, like, a game comes around. I'm, like, supposed to play, and, again, I get, like, dizzy and just, I I can't, like, someone coach, whatever. Next thing I know, he's in the stands talking to my parents. So I'm keeping them updated on everything, like, my health, but he's, like, talking to them, and, you know, whatever. After the game talk to my parents they say a couple things next thing I know they're yelling at me because obviously it's something to do with anxiety they're asking is are you just anxious like what is it like I'm like so what if it's just anxiety it just came out and then they really harked on some depressing thoughts and it was just a big yelling match with my parents after a soccer game when I was already dealing with all this stuff and yeah, I, like, I hit my wall, and it was, like, so many, like, bad things, like, came back, and then I was, like, you know what, I, I'm done. I, I, I'm, I'm talking. I'm going in for something. I was, like, yeah. this is, I'm, like, you know what, like, something's up. I'm, like, I, 
I need to just start something. Yeah. And I don't even know, like, how I fully started it, but next thing I know, I'm just at a general doctor's appointment, and they're, like, asking me some questions, and just, like, how do you feel sometimes? And I finally honestly answered them. And I was like, you know, like, it's all right. Like, I struggled so hard when I first got diagnosed, too, and I did it all by myself, which is stupid. I didn't, like, I didn't like anybody from, like, Concordia in. Yeah. Um, I mean, a couple people, just because I I needed to be safe. I mean, yeah, I was yeah, having bad thoughts, so. Yeah. So, you know, finally, I, I was like, this is the start of it. Like, I'm, I'm changing. Like, this is yeah, for me. Is. You know, this is the first time I'm, like, fully telling it to, by the way. Well, thank um, you so much. Yeah, of course. Yes. No, like, obviously, you know, my therapist, every counselor is, like, a lot of true professionals get, you know, the full, like, back, backstory, but, like, truly coming to terms with, like, your friends and, like, mm-hmm. the environment you're in is, like, it's just, it's such an uplifting feeling. Like, I remember when I I wrote, like, I sent a couple texts out to my friends just saying some basic stuff, like, hey, I'm on medication, been going to therapy twice a week, and they just yeah. sent back love. Yeah. Right, oh, weight off the shoulder. Yeah. I put on Instagram posts just talking about my anxiety and my general, like, my social anxiety mm-hmm. even, and my, my depression. Great. Weight off my shoulder, because even a bigger platform now. Like, it is so comforting being able to actually, like tell some of those stories to like the people you're surrounded by and just being like fully honest with yourself is the most like i don't know it's like the best feeling it is and being able to do it consistently too i think that's something i like struggle with still Mm -hmm. for sure because again too like this was only like my junior year of college and at the end of like two like again i was still doing everything alone right after my soccer season so the following winter of my junior year of college like it was just me, myself, and I trying to figure out what do I want from therapy, what do I want from counseling, like, who do I truly feel comfortable to open up to, and I mean, I just got so much great advice from counseling, like, reminding me, like, I don't need to feel pressured to tell, like, I can talk to people when I want to talk to them, like, it's, it's it's, not, like, a pressure, like, obviously, like, support people talking to people, but it's not, like, you have to at this time or this time, exactly, and it's, I, would try and I learned to be better at presenting like myself in a way like I can kind of welcome more people in and still be that ear because that's something I've always wanted to be like an ear somebody can always listen to and mm-hmm. try and be a great support but I just guess I never fully found that till I went to like counseling and therapy and then I realized like I can keep doing this to more people in my group. Like I can grow that circle and I can gain trust and I can help other people do that too. Just by being honest with myself. Yeah. Gladly. Like, well, it's like, it's like, I always say like, it's a lot of people think it's like weak to go get help or like to say like mm-hmm. how you're feeling, but I think it's like strong. Like take so a step strong. for yourself. It is so strong, but you know what? It is so hard to, I mean, even my, I, my mom told me when we were having her yelling match, like you're the happy person. Mm-hmm. And I always have been like an outgoing, happy person. And I love that. But yeah. again, I wasn't honest with that smile. Mm-hmm. And so that's always something that kind of, I carried too. Like I had that perception 
So taking that step and realizing, like, I don't need to feel that way again. Just more weight just being shed. Yeah. And, yeah, thankfully, like, more colors can be shown, too. Because, again, just fake wearing that smile. Now I can really wear that smile. You know, I will say I had to hit reset a couple times. So at the end of my junior year, um, my roommate, Tia, yeah. Uh, she took her own life uh, in our garage. And I will never forget, like, the 24 hours from 5 p.m. on April 15th to 5 p.m. on April 16th. But, like, I can't remember the whole month after that. Yeah. Um, and, like, <laughs> I learned, like, in therapy, you know, you want to have, like, I always struggled to find, like, a safe place, like, through high school, like, where I always felt comfortable and yeah. could just be myself and fully be just loose. Yeah. Junior year, we get this house. It's great. You know, my roommates are awesome. We had, like, this little garage attached to it, too. It would just be a hangout spot. And that just felt like just my place. I could go with myself. I could go with other people. But I just always was me there. I loved it so much. I had flags on the side. I can tell you so much order I had on my flags. We had a ping pong table. But, uh, you know, that's where Tia took her life. Mm -hmm. And I just had this place just torn from me within a second. Like, I... I got home and it was just gone. And that was, was tough. Yeah. I mean, where, like, again, I felt most comfortable, I felt free, mm-hmm. and just loved that place so much. And all of a sudden, you know, my whole house is just gone and it's just this ghost town. And um, it was just already a struggling Doran Clark, um, just trying to figure out everything. Then, bam, restart. Now I have a whole new boulder just in my way. What the F am I going to do? Do I go around it? Do I go on top of it? Is it going to crush me? I just felt lost. Um, but that's where I, you know, really started discovering more in group therapy, too. Um, and I found so many benefits from that. Oh, my gosh. I could. My first three, actually, I walked in for five minutes, and then I said I had to leave. Uh, for an emergency, because I just, I couldn't be in that environment yeah. um, at the moment, um, because I tried going to some more trauma-focused ones, okay. and that, and then I found one for adolescents, a professor um, told me about, you know, a couple of people she knew that loved it there, loved the leader, so I was like, whatever, great. Um, I, I wasn't even, you get to hear more stories, and hear more people like you, and I think for me, like, when I was going to one for, you know, those with, I went to grief, it was just, I really struggled at first and hated it. So I found a younger one and, you know, the first person to talk was like, I just, she just opened up and said, I just have to say this, like, this one on this rant. And I just felt relieved and it just it made me feel a little more connected in that group right away. I mean, there were more people my age and it was uh, like eight of us or something like that. But I took a while to talk. Finally, I opened up about Tia and just that battle um, and break down more. It took me a while too, again, because a couple different groups 
um, and talking to my therapist one-on-one, just trying to build up more of that courage. And, you know, she helped support me build up and open up to this group of random people even about my struggles. And it just felt nice, you know, talking to this group and opening up about my story finally. Um, and yeah, it was just great. So I felt more comfortable each week to talk more and just give more light. I felt like I could support even more people too. Yeah, and like you were like in a yeah, like community like, environment. I love that. Yeah, yeah. No, and it is. And it's super comforting. So I'd say probably just a couple weeks into it, there was this guy in my group, his name was Chris, and he came up to me because I finally opened up to about the garage. Yeah. And so he comes up to me and he's like, can I hug you? Of course. Um, and so he told me about when he was in high school, him and his best friend would always go to this park. And, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I love Chris. Um, <laughs> they would go to this park, and that's where his best friend took his own life. And so he's like, I get you on feeling that safe space just, like, ripped from you in a second. And, like, you have your best friend, and then they're gone. And all those memories. It was just great to have that extra connection. And then... Um, I had to, <laughs> had to hit another reset. I had another boulder drop, um, cause three months anniversary of Tia passing. Yeah. I, uh, I got a random text from somebody in the group who I have no idea even probably like phone number, or whatever. Um, just saying that Chris has passed. He, uh, yep. Yeah, he like went home to to visit his family and at the same park and it just again just like a boulder at that you just like felt that like connection and that community and again too like everything leading up to group therapy was so great and i i'm so excited to go back to it's so i i'm gonna start again once covid's kind of cooled down um, look for another great group and community, but just I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's okay. And I mean That's so hard. Yeah. Like it's 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 a boulder. It it toppled and it hurt, but you know, uh What do you feel like you're doing now? You know, I so it's been Oh gosh, almost been over a year for Tia, and I will say that anniversary hit hard, obviously, um, as they as they do. Yep, especially the first one. Um, but yeah, the the girls and all like everybody at Concordia were just super supportive, and I mean Tia was a cross player, and I was always close with the lacrosse girls, so being like with them on that day was was good. Um. But yeah, so Chris is definitely going to be different from Tia, I know, but, you know, I think more so now I'm kind of, how can I keep honoring them? Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I have all these aspirations for, like, becoming a counselor and truly being able to support people in their settings. Uh, but I know for me, like, this is... It's it's different when you're experiencing it and it's okay for, you know, a lot of 
counselors have counselors, therapists have therapists. Like it's yeah. it's so common. I mean, you struggle with your own stuff, and I suck at opening up with my everyday struggles still. Which is okay. Yeah. Whenever like yeah, exactly. There's no timeline on anything. There's really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you learn that with grieving too. Mm-hmm. And grieving is yep. definitely yeah. a way. I think my biggest thing that, you know, is beneficial for me is finding that safe space. So, you know, like when I had my garage, brilliant, like that was where I could go to and just feel free. And I think that's where I also too get like most of my, my thinking done. Yeah. I was like, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Right now, I would probably say mine is with my dog yeah. um, in the middle of the most woody or closed off like baseball or soccer field I could find where mm-hmm. I can just let Mickey run, chase after a soccer ball. I can play music again. I can cry. I can. So, you know, I have a couple hidden spots around in the city. Can't give them away. Sorry, guys. Yes. <laughs> We were gonna come tomorrow. See if we were there. I'm honestly there daily too. Like I try. I love again. Like it's just where I know I can be myself. All weights, all bets are off, and it's just me. Yeah. In that moment. But you know, it's still process I'm in. Yeah. In my safe space, but you know, I'm 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 looking. I'm ready. Do you have a safe safe Space line. I honestly was thinking about this, and this might be really, really cheesy or corny, but anywhere that I could put my yoga mat and just like yeah. that is like my little I don't even know how long it is, but that is like my like zone. your yoga mat is your my safe. yoga I like mat. That. Like, I can bring it anywhere, and the second I sit on that thing, it's like the whole world is like dim, and it's just me mm-hmm. and like a couple feet in front of me. and Light some candles. Hands down, my car. Oh. Oh. I love that. I have not been used during quarantine. I would get in my car, just blast music, drive like a couple laps around Egan to pretend like I'm going somewhere, get in my car, get my mind right. Uh, So, Maddie, if you would have to say anything to Jordan and like everything she said today, Mm -hmm. what would you? So, it's really important. For you to know is like that what you told me like doesn't change the way i i see you you know what i mean which i think is you know no um, grief takes time and you don't have to feel like it has to be perfect thank you so much for sharing everything because now i yes. keep it keep in touch with you about what's going on and you with me and whatnot yeah I couldn't thank you guys enough even like having like an opportunity to talk more about it because again like my story like like you just said, I yeah. I don't talk about it because no. I truly don't. And, yeah. you know, I love being that bubbly person. And just you, again, reminding me, like, you're always going to see me no, as that yeah. bubbly person. And that's just always something people need to hear sometimes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Literally the whole time when you were talking, two words were coming into my head. And I had to write them down, otherwise I totally forgot. <laughs> but literally strong. Like, everything that you said... I, like, look at you and you are, like, strength. Like, all I see, mm-hmm. everything you've gone through, Boulder. all the boulders, mm-hmm. you're going to be such a light to so many people. And another thing is you're not alone. That just kept coming into my head. Like, I don't want you ever to feel ashamed for what you're going through, for 
like taking things at your own pace like you are not alone and like your story is like amazing well thank you so much seriously for being on the podcast and for sharing your story i know it takes a lot um to share everything that you said and um you can always listen or you can always hit us up whenever yeah. you want, want to yeah, talk. We definitely will have you. We back should get coffee. Time. Can we get coffee soon? Yes, literally. Please. Oh my gosh! Now that like every place is opening back up too. I know. Place, so. Like Starbucks or Caribou better. This is the deal breaker. Caribou. Okay. Oh, I mean, like girl. I don't really care. I was oh. just, I was just. Oh, Thank you so much for tuning in to the Listen to Our Vision Mental Health Podcast. We are so happy that you guys have joined us. Listen every Sunday for new episodes. Listen, share, inspire.